Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. In the previous program, I introduced the subject of depression. And of course, the first thing that I spoke about is the subject of drugs. And the reason why is because when people think of the subject of depression, that tends to be the first thing that people think about is the subject of drugs and medication, things like that. And in the previous program, I explained that it's very important for you to personally look into this subject And when I say that, I'm not talking about the marketing information or watching commercials on TV. What I'm talking about is really looking into the research that has been done on these drugs, the side effects of these drugs, and especially the withdrawal symptoms of coming off of these drugs. I mentioned this in the previous program, and of course I'm going to start out this program explaining to you again that it is very important to do that, and I want you to know that I personally believe that if a person does not do that, and they want to endorse the use of these things, that this, in my opinion, is an expression of immaturity. It is being irresponsible, very irresponsible, very immature. There are some serious consequences for taking these medications, not just the side effects, but definitely the withdrawal symptoms and trying to get off of these things. I really do believe that a failure to look into the research that has been done and to examine the consequences is definitely an expression of immaturity, an expression of laziness to not do so. You really need to do this for yourself. I really believe that people need to be informed. Now, I am not going to take time on this program to give you all of this information. First of all, I found that whenever I am exposed to someone who disagrees with me, and if you want to disagree with me, you can do that. I don't have a problem with that. Don't use my time to express your disagreement because I am going to have this opinion of you. I definitely will, and I won't apologize for it. Don't waste my time telling me you disagree with me. I'm definitely not wasting your time. If you don't like what I have to say, just turn off the radio. That's all you have to do. Just ignore me. Just live in denial. You can do that. So don't call me and tell me you disagree with me. If you disagree with me, good for you. But this is what I see. This is what I really believe. I'm not saying this because I need to step on you in order to feel good about myself. I don't need this in my life. I'm experiencing some serious consequences for having this belief, much greater than the benefits. And so wouldn't there be some indication that maybe I'm not doing this for my own personal self-interest? I'll explain that in just a minute. I want you to know that this is a very serious matter, and if you fail to look into this when you are in a situation that you have to make a judgment concerning this, or if you want to express an opinion concerning this, and you fail to look into it, to me it's just a matter of laziness, it is a matter of immaturity, it is a matter of denial, and what I'm also going to explain is that it can very well be an act of violence. I really do believe that. Now, it's not always the case, but 
in many cases, it really is. You know, just before I began doing these recordings, I did mention that I was going to do recordings on this subject to the fellowships that I teach at on Sundays, and I received a very expected response. I received a very expected response, and then I sent an email out the next day in order to ask people what they would like me to address. I do this sometimes with the topics that I'm about to do recordings on. I do ask people what they would like me to talk about or questions that they would like me to answer. Is there something you'd like me to address? And in this case, I did that. And the response was about how I expected. It was extremely violent, filled with a lot of opposition. It was very interesting. You know, in one of the Sunday fellowships, I had one person who reacted to me in a way that I, of course, expected. But I wasn't feeling very well that day, and so perhaps I didn't respond as well as I probably could have. But it was very interesting to get their reaction. There were two things that they were very concerned about. And, of course, I'm not afraid of people's concern, and I'm going to show you right now. I'll tell you what the concerns are. The first concern was was that people are going to die, and I'm going to be responsible for their deaths. I am going to be a horrible, evil, wicked person because I suggest that taking drugs is not a way to deal with your personal problems. And then people are going to think things like, my goodness, all I have to do is solve my own personal problems, deal with my problems, and then I don't have to take these drugs anymore. And then they're going to have all these problems. They're going to commit suicide or they're going to kill other people and things like that. You know, this is a legitimate concern. I can appreciate that. And you know what? In some ways, they're absolutely right. Not in all ways, but in some ways, they're absolutely right. Let me explain to you why. The withdrawal symptoms of getting off of these drugs that people are taking are horrible. I mean, they are terrible. If you're taking these medications, if you've been taking these things and you stop taking these things, I don't mean this as a cliche, but God help you. You really need some serious help. You may need some serious medical supervision. I mean, as I have studied the research on this, there can be some serious, catastrophic physiological and psychological consequences while your brain is trying to recover from the abuse that it has experienced by these drugs. Without question, things like suicide, homicide, all kinds of stuff, absolutely. But for me to say that it's okay to keep taking these because you might experience withdrawal symptoms sounds like this to me, as I explained in the previous program. This is what it sounds like. It sounds like Someone who is a heroin addict, if somebody is injecting themselves with heroin, whatever you do, don't ever say anything bad about heroin. Whatever you do, don't suggest that someone should stop injecting themselves with heroin. Don't do that. No, because the withdrawal symptoms could be so bad that that we don't know what's going to happen. And so by all means, don't do that. Because if you do, you are a horrible, evil person for suggesting that someone should get off of heroin. That's exactly what I hear. And so when I hear somebody telling me that, then I do think of words like immature and lazy and irresponsible. Those are the words that come to my mind that this is a person who, in my opinion, probably needs some adult supervision in their life because I don't think that this is an appropriate response to someone having a serious problem like this. I really don't. And what else did they have to say? What was the second problem that they had? That was a, an even more telling problem. They said, I have co-workers. 
if I remember this correctly. I have people around me who are taking these things, and if they stop taking their happy pills, well, then they're going to be terrible people to deal with, and I don't want to have to deal with that. You know what I hear from that? I hear, I don't want to have to deal with other people's problems, so drug them. Drug them as much as is necessary to make sure that I don't have to deal with their problems. Now, again, I understand the significance of getting off of these things, and I understand the side effects and the consequences. I appreciate that. But to have the attitude of, I don't want to deal with somebody else's problems, and so I believe they should be drugged as much as is necessary so that I don't have to deal with them, that is a violent attitude, in my opinion. I really do believe that that is an act of violence. Now, I understand that that might be difficult to recognize, so let me try to make it simpler. If someone is having serious problems that are affecting you, and you approach them and you strike them in the nose with your fist, and that, of course, deals with the situation, they stop doing whatever it is that is irritating you, would you call that an act of violence? I personally would call that an act of violence. I can understand that. I'm sure you can understand that as well. So what's the difference between doing that and suggesting that a person take these things that have serious side effects, withdrawal symptoms. I mean, the physiological and psychological consequences are so far beyond a punch in the nose, so far beyond that, that I personally believe that calling an individual violent for doing that, for endorsing the use of these things even, I think that that's a very polite way of saying what a person is actually doing. Now, I can understand people who are not aware of these things, who are not aware of the consequences of consuming these things, who want to live in denial of reality and refuse to look into the research, not the marketing data, but the actual research that's been done that shows these things. I can appreciate that, but you know, in some ways, that's not a legitimate excuse. That is an immature response. Let me give you another really simple example. What happens if you're driving down the road and you fail to see what the speed limit is and you break the speed limit, you drive faster than you're supposed to, the police officer pulls you over and he says, you're driving too fast and I'm now going to give you a ticket. And you go to court and you stand in front of the judge and you say things like, well, judge, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't see it. You think that's going to be a legitimate excuse? Maybe you should try it just so you can experience that. Well, this is the exact same thing. Not being informed adequately is not a legitimate excuse. And just saying, oh, Aaron, you're full of it. You're a liar. You're just saying this because it makes you feel good to step on other people or something like that. That kind of denial is worse, is much worse, in my opinion, than knowing the facts and still imposing these kinds of drugs on other people. That's how I personally see it. I really do. I'm saying this out of personal conviction. When I got responses from the email that I sent out, I did get a response from someone who I knew was going to have to say something. I've known this person for 
15, 16 years, long time. I don't know exactly how long. It'd take me a little while to think about it. But I've known this person for a long time. And I have paid attention, very close attention, to all the information that I could get from this person and their spouse and all the problems that they have and everything. I've been very patient and I have been very sensitive to try to pay attention to what is really going on with this person and in this person's life. And, of course, they had to say something. What did they, what did they say to me? You're going to love this one. They said, my child has serious problems when they stop taking these drugs. They start acting irrationally, they get depressed, they, you know, all these kinds of problems. Well, what do you expect? Of course, absolutely. These are withdrawal symptoms. This is exactly what you should expect. But instead of saying that these are symptoms to show that the brain is recovering from the chemical trauma that it has been experiencing, and maybe, maybe if they're fortunate to get through it, Maybe if that happens, and maybe they can get some help for their real problems. Instead of looking at it from that point of view, they say, so because this person is experiencing these withdrawal symptoms, that goes to show that they need to take these medications, and for you to suggest otherwise, you are evil. Now, of course, what does this say? This says the same thing as the heroin addict who's trying to get off the heroin. The exact same thing. And then they followed it up with... And I don't like your attitude. You're an arrogant jerk, and you have this opinion that I don't agree with, and you're unwilling to hear anything that is contrary to what you believe. That is one of the most ridiculous things that I have ever heard. I don't talk about things that I have not taken the time to look into. I don't talk about things that I don't know anything about. If I do, I reach the limit and I say, I don't know anything more about this, but this is something I know enough about that I can say with conviction what I really think about it. But because this person did not like my attitude, did not like my conviction, did not approve, you know what their solution was? Because, of course, I'm a problem in their life. I'm a serious problem in their life. And so how are they going to deal with this problem that they have in their life being me? Well, their solution was, you need to be drugged until you agree with me. That was their solution. They told me that I needed to be medicated. I needed to be drugged with these things until I no longer have this opinion about these drugs. That was their solution. Now, this might sound a little surprising to you, but there really are people who believe that if other people are causing them problems, then these other people need to be drugged to the point where they're no longer causing them problems. And I believe that this is an expression of violence, that I was the recipient of massive, unbelievable, to an extent it actually is true, I have evidence for this, but serious violence. That is the nature of some people. That regardless of the withdrawal symptoms of trying to get off of these things, and regardless of the side effects of taking these things, they want to exercise this kind of violence against another individual because this is their problem-solving technique. This is how they solve their problems in life. It's by doing this to other people. Now, I've seen this happen in some parents, not all, but I've seen this happen in some parents where some parents with their children... They have serious problems with managing the behavior of their children. And so they take the position of, I am going to drug my kids because I don't want to have to deal with their behavioral problems. 
That is the attitude of some parents. Other parents, they give their kids medications for other reasons, and I can appreciate that. And if you are, I'm definitely going to encourage you to try to find some way to stop doing that, and you're going to need some serious medical assistance in order to stop doing that and find other ways of solving the behavioral problems besides that. I'm definitely going to encourage you to try to find a way to do that. But, you know, there are a lot of other parents who are deliberately exercising, in my opinion, they are exercising violence against their kids in response to this. And this this person who wrote me this, talking about their child, who, by the way, at this time is very much considered to be an adult, this is the attitude that they have, an attitude of violence. Now, when it comes to medical professionals, as I mentioned in the previous program, it's not normally the case, in my opinion, from what I have found. In general, the motivation is just simply money. That's been my personal experience, that it is very unusual to find a a medical professional who will use these because they want to be violent. I have found a few occasions where that is the case, but it's very unusual, in my opinion. It's very unusual. In most cases, they do that because they have no alternative. They really have no other way of helping people solve their problems. And so they do this, and they get paid to do this. I mean, there are commissions for this. There's all kinds of new problems that they get to bill for because of these things. I mean, this is a huge industry, a major industry, and a lot of money is involved. So not everyone is violent, of course, concerning this. But somebody's got to say that it is, because I haven't heard anybody say this at all, ever. I believe this. So I'm going to say it, that in many cases, it really is an exercise of people being violent against other people, and they're pretending, they're pretending that they are not being cruel and vicious and violent. They're pretending not to be that way by saying that they're trying to help somebody, or they really believe that this helps this person. There are lots of creative ways that people can justify what they're doing, but deep down inside... They really are violent people. And so not everyone is like this. I understand that. Please don't think that I'm saying this about everyone. I'm just saying that I have seen enough of this that it really does need to be mentioned. Now, within 24 hours of me mentioning that I'm going to talk about this and that I'm not going to be in favor of people using drugs to deal with these kinds of problems, within 24 hours, Living God Ministries lost almost 10% of its funding. And I don't think it'll ever come back. I really, I really don't. And I believe that by the time all of my supporters find out that I have actually taught about this, I think the total amount will probably look like around 20% of funding will be taken away. And so I'm definitely not doing this for a financial interest. I'm definitely going to have to reduce the amount of outreach that I'm doing because I don't expect to see an increase in support because I'm talking about this. It's unusual. It's very hard to get a supporter. It's very, very difficult to find someone who is willing to support the work that I do. It's very, very hard. If you are one of those people who are supporting the work that I am doing, consider yourself to be very unusual. A lot of people benefit from my work. A lot of people benefit from my work. But to describe the people who support my work, who benefit from my work... That requires scientific notation in order to describe the percentage of people who actually help me do what I do. And so there's a major consequence for me talking about this. But I want you to know that I believe that this is very important because this is a serious barrier 
a serious barrier that people are experiencing between them and their God. That people who believe in these things, they believe things that are contrary to the gospel. I really do believe that. And so that's why I'm willing to address this and why I'm willing to experience the cost of talking about it. You know, I have taken a look at other pastors who are in a position similar to mine and other ministries, and I feel confident in saying that if they were to say the things that I am saying right now, that they would have to shut down. They would never be able to do any ministry ever again because their debt load would beat them down so hard that they would never be able to recover. I mean, it's very, very difficult because this is a huge monetary concern. But I am willing to take the hit because I believe that some people will benefit from what I am saying and from what I am about to say concerning this subject. Now, there is an important question that needs to be answered concerning these things, and that is, is there a medical condition when we're considering the subject of depression? I mean, is depression a medical condition or not? Well, in some ways, I believe it definitely is. If you were to take a look at the withdrawal symptoms that a person will experience when they come off of these antidepressant medications, the withdrawal symptoms are depression, they are despair, they are suicide, homicide, that kind of stuff. So in that sense, according to that definition, yes, there is a medical condition, but this is a medical condition that is caused by the drugs. It is not a medical condition that is helped by the drugs, but it is caused by the drugs. Now, could there be brain injuries or neurological problems that would result in depression? Well, absolutely. Without question, in my mind, I've seen a lot of evidence to show that if a person has a stroke, if they have an aneurysm, if they have major brain surgery or major brain trauma, I can name names of people who have experienced these things, who I know personally, and they have experienced depression as a result of this. But I will also tell you that they have found solutions that did not require these medications. They have. Now, does that mean that everyone will? Maybe, maybe not, but I will still hold to the position that the side effects and the withdrawal symptoms of taking the medications are not worth taking them in order to deal with this problem. That to me, it would be much better for a person to just simply live with the physiological challenges rather than live with the psychological and physiological problems that will result from these drugs. I really do believe that the cost is much greater than the benefit. And so for that reason, I still will hold to my position that people should be finding other ways of dealing with these problems. Other ways. And there are other ways of dealing with these problems. So, sure, there can be medical issues. There can be dietary issues. I mean, if you take a look at the diets that some people have and examine them very closely, I have, and just by looking at what people eat, I personally can easily get depressed if I think about it. I mean, it can be very destructive to our physiology that could easily result in symptoms that we would call depression. A person can have the flu and they can be depressed over that. A person can fail to get out in the sunlight for a few weeks and they can be depressed over that. Of course, there are physiological issues that can result in what we call depression. Absolutely. That's not my concern. My concern is how people solve this problem. That's my concern. And I do not believe 
that drugging someone is an appropriate solution, that there are other alternatives. And even though you may not know what those are, I really do believe that there are, and that if this is a subject that affects you in some way, you, you should be responsible enough to find out what those things are and to do what you can to apply those things. Now, in this program, I wanted to get past this subject of drugs. I really did. But I'm at the end of the program right now. It's going to be very difficult to talk about the subject that I really want to talk about. So let me just do the best I can with what I've got. First of all, if a person is depressed, there might be a good reason for that. I mean, if you lose your job and you're not depressed, I would actually be concerned about you. I mean, to me, that should be an opportunity to experience some depression. If you're married and your spouse decides to leave you, I mean, if they really decide to reject you in such a way that they want to divorce you and you don't find that depressing, I personally would consider that to be very unusual. You see, many people look at depression as though somehow it's unusual. I mean, my goodness, you're depressed? How could that be? That's unusual. My God, we have someone who's depressed. Let's drug them now to make sure that they never feel depressed. And I look at it a little bit differently. I look at it from the point of view of what could be the cause? What could be the problem? Well, this person has experienced serious rejection and they're thinking about it. They're dealing with it and they feel a little bit depressed. I really do believe that if a person is not depressed over something that is depressing, that they do have some serious psychological problems. I mean, I know that might sound a little bit bizarre, but I really do believe that if a person is not experiencing some depression of some kind when they are exposed to major rejection in their life, I really believe that they, they might have a psychological problem of some kind. And so when people contact me and they say things like, Aaron, I am so depressed, I'll ask them, well, what are you thinking about? What's going on in your life? And they tell me, and I just can't help but tell them, my goodness, you sound perfectly normal to me. I mean, this is really depressing. You should be depressed. If you were not depressed, I would be worried about you. I would. I'd be really worried about you. The issue to me is not the depression. It's not the symptoms. The issue to me is what are the causes and how do we deal with the problems of life that we are confronted with? That to me is the real issue. And so if you are on medications, I would suggest that you find some medical help to get off of them first. And then what I have to say is probably going to be of value to you. But if you believe that other people should be drugged to deal with their problems, I probably can't help you at all. I will continue with this in the next program. You have been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 383-53, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80937. Or use the donation link on our website, livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Thank you, man.